So we've been getting a lot of questions about home education. What do we do? Uh, what made us decide to do that? And we're just going to take some time today to discuss our decision, how we came to that conclusion. Uh, some of the first questions that we asked that you guys might also be wondering. So hopefully this will be beneficial for you as you listen or watch or whatever. So we will see you on the other side. It was a cold, misty morning Ugh. in the Frederick household. Don't like when he narrates things. <laughs> and I told Selena, today you shall home educate our children and you will like it. <laughs> not how it went. That's not how it went down. Nope. Uh, there was a lot of talking, a lot of conversations, a lot of consideration and a lot of trepidation yes. around it. And I can say, uh, kind of cut to the chase here, on this side of it, I am i can't imagine not doing it. Yeah. And I think you would probably say that that too. If you don't know us, we are Ryan and Selena Frederick, uh, voices, faces, all things behind and fierce No matter what she says, marriage. she loves when I narrate her life. <laughs> fierce parenting. <laughs> uh, thank you for supporting us, yeah. patrons. If you would like to support this, uh, you can go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. Uh, we appreciate that. You can also support us in other ways by subscribing, uh, writing a quick review, uh, letting us know what you think. And yeah, sharing different pods, pod, podsodes, <laughs> podcast episodes. You're getting better. And I was going to say, videos. you know what, Selena, you're getting better at that. But I redact that statement. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Uh, our mission here at Fierce Parenting, I always love to share this, is to point parents to Christ and to encourage them in the gospel. So that is what we are about here. Yeah. And you won't find much else. So. Yeah. Okay. So. Home education is kind of the elephant, the, you know, 300, 500 pound elephant in the room. <laughs> uh, it's not. We get probably a couple <clears throat> times a week people ask us what we yeah. do, why we do it. They're all good and big questions, um, but we, we need to take some time for ourselves to consider how we answer some of these questions because yeah. we don't want to put guilt or shame or I mean, okay, well, undue uh, condemnation, I think, on believers. Uh, yes. We want to facilitate, facilitate a discussion. Um about it, but there's some things that have to be in place, I think, before. Yeah, well, we want to find what's true and good mm -hmm. and right, and then communicate that without grabbing a bunch of other baggage with it, right. and then heaping right. that on your shoulders. Right. Um, I do think there are strong convictions to be had in this area, and we will get there. Uh, we're not yet. We're going to spend this this episode just talking through our own journey, just to kind of kind of dispel some of that. Yeah. It's not like I'll just start with this. It didn't wake. It didn't happen like we said. Like I didn't wake up one misty morning. <laughs> did not. It did not. No, it was. It, it was wasn't a like this cavalier. You know, and not not that that's bad, but we didn't have a strong conviction about it. We, no, Our... we didn't. We we didn't grow up in a homeschool mm -hmm. environment. Neither of us. Like, and some folks who do are so passionate about. It, they're like, this is yes. how I want to educate my kids. This is the only way that I want to do it. We didn't have that strong of a conviction. So I think that's helpful for for when some folks. When we started folks. out, yeah. Yeah, the conviction strengthened since then, but it's helpful for some folks who are asking these questions yeah. and thinking through it. Oh, I feel uncertain about it. That's yeah. that's okay. Yeah, it's if good. It's asking, good, right, and you're okay. Starting the conversation, and that's the first important thing. It's very natural. I would say that's where we were <clears throat> a lot of the time. Of just yeah, you know, you have you have this new baby that's born, and then you know, a couple of years later, it's like, oh, do we do preschool with them now? I guess we have to do preschool. It's that time. Wow, it's happening. Well, or childcare, depending on or childcare, depending on you know what work situation. Yeah, and yeah, you're just always considering kind of those next steps for your kids, for your family. Um, and for us, we had our first Della, 
so when she was she was two she went to a two-year-old like fun class basically it was just which one was that i don't remember it was a two-year-old um at first prez and she would go twice a week maybe it was a threes class she was really young and it was just like okay let's start like school we can afford this little class basically it's just an activity for the kids right they just go learn colors they sing songs the teachers really sweet they, they learn how to sweet. sit in a circle they learn how to stand in a line right. like just that kind of stuff basic stuff that Recess. you're like yeah um Those are sweet years. and it was great it was it wasn't like i'm you know i actually i missed her a lot during that time i was just like what do i do for two hours uh so that was kind of where our first encounter with education i guess began was with a little preschool it was wonderful we loved it and i would consider if we lived where we lived again to probably do it again with some of our kids. But I also, she was the only one, right? And then we had Clementine come along. I have a question though, as we're re- reflecting, why did we, what, why did we do that? What was the need that you felt at three years old, not you, but that we felt at three years old? We did have Clementine coming and our we were second our born. second. And so we were like, this would be a good activity and give me some time, some one-on-one time with the new baby. Um, okay, so, so that was she kind of had just arrived. so then Della would have been three, yeah. Yes. Okay. So there was kind of this um Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it's an activity for her, gives her some independence. And then She loved it too. She did. She loved, she it, loved yeah. going to it. Uh yeah. and so we were faced then with the decision because as children age, it's no longer I think it was like just to be completely candid, like two hundred dollars a month or something, wasn't it? Yeah, for like two days a week. So it was it was it was something because it, it yeah. that, that's not a small amount of money monthly right. to pay. Right. But it was enough. It was low enough that we could swing it for five months out of the year, six months out, whenever. Yeah, whenever I think it was like that. nine months. It was like okay. school year. Totally in touch with this topic. <laughs> uh, and I, and I, that was great. And there was they had like events and things we had to yeah. do with the father. Father's uh, feast. They eat spaghetti feast. at like ten a.m. in the morning. It was weird. <laughs> it was great. Not something I like to eat for brunch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so it was a good experience. And then what happens is as the children age, they need more time. They need to have more time dedicated to learning. Mm-hmm. And you have, if you have more children, then the cost tends to compound. And it ended up like going to kindergarten for, for Della would have been far more expensive. And why isn't public school on the table here? The area that we live in is... Uh, very progressive. Uh, it's, very, it's very progressive. <laughs> very liberal. Very, very liberal in, from a... Yeah, it's not friendly to a... Orthodox Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. And so we, that's a huge consideration for any parent in the area we live in, which is the Northwest is kind of the wild West of, I'll say Christianity. It's almost pre Christianity. Again, mm-hmm. people, it's not post church. It's pre church. People don't even know that Jesus is the same guy on mm-hmm. Christmas and Easter. And so there's, so there's no option for us to send her off for six hours a day, mm-hmm. five hours a day to a school that in our district that yeah. because of just strictly because of the, the ideas that they're teaching and this was five four years ago mm-hmm. it's even more radicalized now yeah. i mean it's i've seen some of the stuff that's coming through the school board meetings and things and it's just like i won't touch it with a with a 10-foot pole yeah and so that was never on the table for us and so we really only had two options either yeah. private and- education home education right so before all of that we had done well i had been doing some research about okay yes private school cost reputation you know what what do they learn what's the value here um public school what's the value there like we want to give each one a consideration but we neither of us went to public school which for better for worse you know take it what it is but um then we had um 
homeschooling, which neither of us were like, we have no experience with homeschooling. Like, what does that even mean? Uh, we definitely had friends that did it. And we, so we reached out to them. That was kind of the next step was, okay, here, let's distill down our actual options here, you know? And so public school was kind of off the table. Private school was still sort of on the table. We probably could have petitioned grandparents, but we were realizing a few things. We realized that, A, it was very expensive to go to kindergarten five days a week for six to eight hours a day. It was like $1,500, probably $2,000 a month now, if you want no costs. Um, And then the other thing is that that's exactly it. They would be away from us for six to eight hours a day, kind of the best parts, the best hours of their days. And we did not want to, I didn't want to give that up. And- I didn't see why I had to give that up. Um, so that was those were kind of the the weights and the things that we were trying to decipher through. And so homeschooling became a very clear option to us after talking to a few yeah. experienced homeschool moms, uh, talking to families who have also done private school or done back and forth, you know, and we just having walking away from those conversations, again, homeschooling came to the forefront. Well, these are kind of I'm trying to remember um, I just want to interject this. I'm trying to remember the landscape of home education when we were exploring it. Because I remember distinctly, there's this side that feels a lot like, you know, the wild and free side of things. Well, there's different types of homeschooling. So you have like the unschooling. There's like, yes, part of the wild and free. There's a Charlotte Mason. There's classical education. There's all different sort of avenues and roads, you can, lanes you can kind of take with homeschooling. And so we had to kind of do our research of, okay, we want our kids to learn about the about God's world. So we want it through a biblical lens. We want it to, our kids to know God, uh, mm. to make Him known. How can we do this uh, through every day? Well, the first thing that somebody told me was that you're already educating your children from the day that they're born. You're teaching them things. You're, they're recognizing your voice. You're mm-hmm. teaching them sounds and shapes and numbers and all those things. And that was enlivening to you. Right. And, and it was like, you know what? I have a college education. I can teach my five-year-old how to read. And that became a goal for me was that I want to teach every each one of my children how to read. That was something personal to me. Um, and two out of three so far, working on that two-year-old. She doesn't <laughs> want to read yet. Uh, she has a lot of words. Though. <laughs> she has a lot of words. Just kidding. Uh, so there, and those, I think that homeschooling has changed from whatever it was when we were young. Uh, my mom was just like, just make sure your kids are, are socialized and not there's weird. Those, yeah. You know, that's, there's kind of that there's always, and that's something we dealt with. I mean, that was a real voice in our head when we started out was, I don't want my kids to be weird. And now I'm like, have you? St- I, I, yeah. Like, We're going to talk about some of those, dispelling yes. some of those lies in an upcoming video. I don't want to get too far down that. but the f- That was something that we struggled with. I'll yeah. Say. And, and some of those are exceedingly easy to kind of debunk. Others take some more time to talk through. Um, I want to be considerate of some of the parents that have me watching this, listening to this. They probably wonder, well, what is your, what does our home income s- situation look like? And maybe, you know, if you have, like, if you need two incomes. Right, right. So we're just going to share our story. Okay. So we, we made a concerted decision, I'll say 15 years ago. Um, we both had, we were out of college about three, two, three years. Yeah. We both had really, in hindsight, like well-paying jobs and we didn't i think we knew it but we didn't know it back then and but and there's there was a kind of a, a semblance of security i had i worked for the state mm-hmm. i worked for the department of natural resources i was doing work that You're um, in the engineering department in the engineering department it was work that was mentally stimulating it got kind of boring frankly um the economy had a downturn we lost a bunch of funding mm-hmm. a bunch of projects got delayed 
I was still secure in my job yeah. and I'm sitting there in this cubicle and I'm feeling like, you know, life's too short to live yeah. this way. I'm thinking of what's the movie? Oh, it's um, The Greatest Showman when he's, <laughs> he's at the accounting firm. He looks out yeah. over the graveyard and he's like, he decides to kind of take the risk. Yeah. That's a bit of the epiphany that I had. And that's, yeah. that's I'm making the story short. But the point is, I'm trying to get to the how we were able to make this opportunity yeah. real yeah. in the home education side. And so I basically had, we, we basically had this decision, like we are not willing to um, live our lives. We, we're not willing to trade income and security for uh, uh, for freedom mm-hmm. and, and the freedom to, to do the work that we feel like we need to be doing right. and to go where we feel like God is leading us to go. Mm-hmm. And so essentially that means I quit that job. Mm-hmm. You quit your job. She worked at an engineering firm. Um, and you quit that job. And that was a toxic environment. It's a different story. I should tell that story in the marriage side. How I stood up for my wife. <laughs> you did. Yes. Put my fist down to your, you to your gross anyway, boss. Let's go. And uh, so we quit the job. We quit our jobs. And we felt God leading us down south to California. So we moved. We're living for, for probably a decade. I'll say hand to, well, not a decade, probably seven years, hand to mouth. Mm-hmm. Make, make money. Pay the consume bills. the money. <laughs> yeah. Make the money like yes. in debt up to our eyeballs. Um, from decisions we made earlier, poor decisions, uh, and some good ones. Point is, we had already, we kind of lived on a very low income. Mm-hmm. And you were working at, you were doing photography, which it's a break I was even. making millions, people. <laughs> you, I, I was paying you to be a photographer. It was a <laughs> joyful experience. I loved it. And, and, and I, but I want to say I this, a lot. equestrian photography. So you right. were going around taking pictures of these amazing animals, these beasts of burden, <laughs> at, these, at these amazing events, like the pinnacle of these animals and these mm. jockeys, riders, their career, not jockeys, the riders. Equestrians. Equestrians. Yeah. <laughs> so highbrow. And anyway, so you were there taking pictures and it, it was your thing. And then um, you were also doing Starbucks as a barista. You didn't get another My like career job. job. <laughs> and so when we had our first daughter, you were still doing the, the photography. I was doing web development mm-hmm. on the side. So I quit the job. You're probably thinking, he's quit his job. That's it. No, I didn't fill this in. I started a web development company, designing websites, doing marketing, branding, design for companies. Which God has his hand in that because Fierce Marriage would probably not exist if you yeah. didn't know how well, to do Well, I mean, imagine how much we've saved on web, <laughs> web development fees. Yes. <laughs> I do it all myself. <laughs> um, so I taught myself how to code kind of in the wee hours of the night. And that's how I provided for our family. And mm-hmm. it was bare minimum. Um, and so we were used to living on very little. And then by God's grace, the business got to the place where I could actually make a livable wage mm-hmm. for the both of us. So I was working from home. You didn't have to work. We had a first child. You were doing photography mm-hmm. after about five months of trying to do young child and be an equestrian photographer oh, it traveling. It wasn't even that long. It was probably two months. And I knew there was a big event coming up and I, and our daughter was going to be three or four months old. And I was just like, I can't do it. I can't fly across the ocean and no, leave my child. No, she was almost a year old because we were living in Washington. The point is, right. the point is, you eventually quit that job, which was kind of a wash because you weren't making a lot doing that anyway. So our life was set up. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, you, you didn't have a career that you were in. I was working independently Right. My hours are dependent on myself. Yeah. And so if you're if you're watching this thinking, well, I have a full-time job as a mom. Right. He has a full-time job as a dad. We need the income to support, to, to pay our mortgage. All this while, we didn't live in a house we owned. Mm-hmm. We were renting a tiny apartment. This office that we're in is probably about half the size of, <laughs> of the apartment yeah. for, for all three of us. Yeah. And we were paying, I think, $800 a month to rent. 
And we were just trying to pay down our debt because we realized that was going to saddle us for, for life if we didn't pay it down. By God's grace, I had our a bunch of work debt. come through. Yeah. College debt and some other bad decision debt. <laughs> paid it all off um, after a ton of gr- grinding, a lot of hard work. And so there's this setting up of this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I know you probably think I'm sharing too much information, but I want people to understand, like, this was a decision that was made 15 years ago that we want. And I'm not saying no. that you have to make no, our no, decisions. No. I just want to. I just want to say that. No matter what the decision you're going to make, there's going to be a struggle somewhere. Sure. Right. Thank you. We yeah. made a decision. We made decisions far back. It was still a struggle for me to let go of a career, career, let go of something that I felt like God was calling me into, and I couldn't, I couldn't shake it. Um, so I needed to just step into it and resign myself to whatever the struggle was and not resent it. Right. Um, but yours may look different. I mean, you may be, like you said, two parents working, we need these incomes. We've got this house, we've got to do all these things. And it's like, okay, but we would, I think we would, we would want to encourage you believer and listener and hear watcher viewer. What, what are those things that you so desperately need? Or do you really need them? Are, are, how we'll would you qualify? That. I know I'm just setting okay. up the conversation. <clears throat> yeah. Do those actually qualify as as needs, and and how much of our, of your desires are push are driving those? Because that was something that we that I struggled with. Like, you know, what some of those questions of just like, well, will they be socialized, or can I even do this? Do I even want to yeah. do this? Like, those are people come at us with those questions too, and those were some first questions that I had. Um, but. Again, the struggle, there will be a struggle in any decision you make. And so we're not saying like, you got to work from home, do you be your own boss, all that. We're just saying, this is our journey. This was our path. Yeah, this was how we you. were able to make some space uh, for us to do this. And it took, it, we went many, many years without a lot. Bec- and we're content in it by God's grace. Uh, yeah. Having less is 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 a blessing, I think. And so it's, but it's okay to have more too. I'm not going to say and convict anybody. Again, struggles are, there's struggles on both sides of the fence. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because if you, I mean, if, if we entertain the thought of like, Selena, if you went and got a job paying an average wage for a woman of your abilities, education. It would basically just pay for the childcare <laughs> of maybe one and a half children. <laughs> and, maybe. and maybe like 20% on top of that. Yeah. I'm just saying like, yeah. there there's a temptation there for us. I'm not, I don't want to... There's always a temptation with any struggle. Yeah, to there's say, always going to be a temptation to. And so that goes back to that decision that you alluded to early on is that we saw this opportunity. We can spend these hours of our day instilling into our children the worldview that we have ourselves, that we feel the biblical, the, the worldview. biblical worldview. We have this conviction to and call, frankly, yeah. it's not just a conviction that we have, but every Christian has a call to train up their children in, in the things the of way, God. Yeah. And so we thought, well, how, how could we, and it was almost like the epiphany moment. And it was like, well, how can we not do this? Yeah. That was our journey. And, yeah. and, and so when it came to that moment, Selena was much more a break and I was much more gas. Mm-hmm. And I was the one saying, yeah, this is the direction we're going to go. And you're like, I can see that, but shouldn't we consider these other options? Well, and- because honestly, <clears throat> a lot of the moms that I, I made friends with in the preschool class, they were all either signing up for next year or going to public school yeah. and they were already moving on. And I'm sitting here like, I might home educate. Ah, like <laughs> it was something scary to say out loud to these moms. Yeah. And so that was where 
I felt like the Lord was just, I, I went to my friends that homeschooled, right? And I said, okay, these are my questions. These are my concerns. I don't know if I can do this. Uh, you know, I had one friend, Lydia, you've probably seen some of her posts on Fierce Parenting about home education and other things. She's brilliant. Uh, she was probably the one voice that encouraged me and said, Selena, my mom graduated high school and that was it. And she homeschooled us and I started college at 16. Like she has her master's degree, everything. Like super bright people, yeah. right? And so there was just this assurance. She's like, here, read this book, right? Teaching from Rest, if any of you want to read it. Ironically, it stresses some people out, but it's, it's actually a really good book. Teaching from stress. Teaching from rest. Uh, I think it's like the stress-free way to homeschool. Anyways. The rest-free way. If you're considering home education, don't just make a quick fix. That's all I'm saying is just take the time to do your research, to understand the different avenues of and ways that you can home educate your children. Because just because we do school at home doesn't mean, just because we homeschool doesn't mean we do school at home. I, we don't do six hours of, of we don't try to sitting in the desk, right? There's, yeah, there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's blessings and opportunities to be had if at home mm. when you're teaching. So kind of once that that switch flipped mm -hmm. for us and the decision was more or less made we were headed that that direction yeah you started pressing into books like what you just mentioned yeah some of the other resources and this is where frankly friends selena has been a complete utter rock star she's taken this ball and run with it and now i'm trying to keep up because she knows all all the ins and outs of of who does what and why and what methods work and we're and why we did classical education of course we were a team and we we, we considered the options together um, but I'm amazed at how that that enlivened something in you that I had not seen or anticipated as a as a well, husband. I had not anticipated seeing it as a homeschool mom as well. A lot of the conversation that I hear now from moms who do home educate are, "Wow, I feel like I'm reclaiming my own education," which is the truth. I'm I'm learning to love to learn again, which was something that was always a struggle for me. Like I enjoyed learning here and there, but hmm. you know, school was more about having fun and hanging out with friends. Yeah. Uh, and Which so, is really cool because that's that. That's what I want to ask you next: is how did we end up? Help me remember how do we end up where we are today? I know we went and sat and did an intro meeting with. Our, yeah, well, that came from. There were two moms that I knew out of everybody that homeschooled and that I felt comfortable with asking them. Lydia was one of them, but she had moved across the country. Um, and then our friends, uh, Dan and Jackie, uh, they were my mom's neighbors and they had done classical, classical conversations right. for as long as I could right. remember. And so I'd asked her <clears throat> when Della was six months old, I was like, Oh, tell me about this. And I'd watch her and watch how she interacts with her kids. And I would watch her kids interact with her and their responsibilities. And just, they always stuck out in our minds as gosh, these kids are so, uh, they like to be around adults. They can confidently have a conversation with adults. They don't shy away. They aren't just walk, trying to get out of the way of adults. They are um, very smart, very bright, ready to talk, confident. I was like, man, I adventurous, just... Adventurous. Adventurous. Loving to one another. Yep, love one I another. Uh, their oldest could draw... This is what really impressive to me, is that she could draw like the world map by memory. Yes, yes. With all the countries and b right. b boundaries and capitals. And it's not just to, like, we weren't just like, wow, then we need a well, classical educate. But kind of like, this is different. This is not yes. anything that I've seen or heard or done. Yes. And so it was It was like, oh, wow, we could probably do something like that. And so uh, I, I started looking into classical conversations, and I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, this is the way you should go, because I think it definitely... Uh, created a foundation for me. There was things that I, I needed and wanted when I first started the journey. I wanted other families around uh, me, around my kids uh, that have done this before and that we could connect with and build relationships with. Uh, I also, which kind of went the same. I didn't want to be on my own. I also wanted to be held accountable to someone mm -hmm. and to something, which it's loose. It's a loose accountability, but um, 
I wanted to have uh, a direction of where we were going because on my own, I was just like, I don't know where to start ABCs and history. I don't know. Like, how do we even approach these things? Right. And so it kind of gave me uh, some structure to begin. And so after seeing Dan and Jackie, which by the way, brilliant people in themselves Mm -hmm. and embody what we're describing here, because they've chosen to live a lifestyle that makes this possible. I remember talking to Dan, he's a brilliant guy. He's He's got like a philosophy degree. But he's working as an insurance uh, for an insurance company doing kind of I don't adjustments or something. Anyway, he'd work out of their garage, yeah. and I remember thinking like he's doing that so that he can provide for his family, so she doesn't have to work, and they're living beneath their means. Yep. Anyway, I thought that was so admirable. Yeah. And then um, so she introduced us to this specific yep. classical conversations, and then we set up a meeting with the area director mm-hmm. of our area. Which in turn, this is why it came up when you talked about friends, how wanting them to have friends in school is all about friends. Mm-hmm. That family has become some of our closest friends and mm-hmm. our daughters, their closest friends. Yeah. And they see them multiple times a week now mm-hmm. and they're, they're, they're playing, they are just being kids. I mean, you come here on a weekend and who knows, you could, you could find up to you know 20 kids running around <laughs> because they're all part of this community yeah. that God's mm-hmm. graciously brought us into. And so I just... That fear that you had, or that I guess that consideration that you know no schools, fear. yeah, those fears. We want them to have friends. Right. We want them to have experiences that are around friends. Uh, to me, has been satisfied, and then some. Right, and I think when this. you, I mean, if your if your kids are involved in sports or extracurricular activities, they really do lend themselves to homeschooling. Like they, they're I, I've never been turned down for anything that our kids have wanted to do. If anything, uh, people are appreciative that we can come before or during school hours, you know, rather than after school hours, because that's when they might get their their big crowd of people or, yeah. you know, so that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, maybe we should do an episode on like um, some of the unforeseen benefits that we've yeah. experienced. Like we went to that Absolutely. Van Gogh exhibit last week or yeah. this week. Yeah, we got to go to museums during school hours. You usually get a discount if you're home educated. <laughs> There's all kinds yeah. of benefits. But I think the first uh, blessing that it was to my heart was to know that I get to disciple my children every day, day in and day out. I need, and Lydia said this, she says, you know, I need at least like four days with my kids to be able to kind of lovingly disciple and correct them and and keep them on the path uh, that the Lord has for them. Because mm. even when we get when we start doing extra activities, you can kind of see the kids starting to kind of unravel a bit and see them not respecting what mom and dad say as much. And so being able to kind of keep them close while mm. they're young, to teach them, to show them things, to have the conversations. And, and little by little, like we're not teaching them to protect them. We are yeah. we are exposing them to hard things, but they're exposed in yeah. our home under our conversations, how we view, how the Bible views these, these hard topics that you see in society yeah. today. Yeah, and I'm just, so in, in future episodes, we'll get into kind of dispelling some of, yeah, maybe the the popular narratives that would be anti yeah. home education, yeah. or maybe, um, and I'm I'm just yeah I'm I'm blown away at uh, what it, what God has allowed us to do in it yeah. and in the hearts of our kids. Um, so yeah, this is just the beginning of the conversation. That's mm-hmm. our journey into it. Now we're obviously very much in the thick of it. Like we ha- we haven't seen our children off into whatever the next stage right. might be, but I can tell you this: like we get to see firsthand their their lives light up mm-hmm. when they learn a new thing or they read a new book or right. they see a new picture or experience a new experience like and to right. be there alongside them is a um, immeasurable a blessing yeah, yeah. Uh, our ki- kids aren't our idols like we don't live for those moments like we don't we live for Christ we live to obey Christ we live yeah. to see them obey Christ yeah. and so this allows us then the opportunities to 
align the things of the the things observed in the world with the God who created them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it fosters a lot of uh, margin for conversation <clears throat> and for relationship building, and I think that that is mm. super important when kids are growing up that they have a safe place that they can ask questions about who is God and does he really exist and should I be a Christian? Like, should I follow him? Or I don't know, you know, I'm struggling with these things and, you know, we're not totally there yet. Kids kind of Mm. follow and see what we model. Um, But this, we're hoping to lay that foundation for them, right? And and for us, that means home educating. For you, that might look different, but we want to lay this foundation of, of, your, your home, your family is a safe place for you to have these hard conversations, to ask these hard questions, because we are ready to talk about them, and we are not afraid to talk about them, yeah. and we are excited about being able to uh, walk through some of those fears, you know, and concerns and insecurities that kids inevitably go through. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully this episode was helpful. Maybe you related to a part or more of what we discussed. <laughs> I, I can just tell you this. Um, yeah, God is gracious in it, mm-hmm. and He will call you to it. The biggest question around all of this is not anything other than mm-hmm. how can I obey God. Mm-hmm. That's 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 our call. Like we are called to obey, honor God, worship Him, love Him, yeah. enjoy Him, and uh, and so that's as you're you're watching this this far into the video, you're listening to this far into the podcast because you care. So let that question be mm-hmm. the governing question. God, how can I honor you, obey you, cherish you more in mm-hmm. asking the questions surrounding yeah. this decision in our lives? Yeah. It's a weighted decision. It's important. It so uh, we're here to help you over the next, I don't know how many episodes we're going to be talking through, maybe even in stronger terms, yeah. um, because we do have a clear conviction. Here we are talking about and loving this thing that we do. Of course, we have a conviction about it. Yeah. Uh, we want to wield that conviction wisely while looking to scripture letting it read us, mm-hmm. letting it instruct us. And you can expect that in the coming weeks. So this is us putting it on the record. Now mm-hmm. we have to do the, the yep. research and the writing. So anyway, thank you for listening this far in. Uh, let's go ahead and pray and we'll call an episode. Lord, thank you for um, the gift it is to be parents, that you've called us into this eternal work of raising up sons and daughters that might know and cherish you and love you and obey you and, and uh, who they in turn will then raise up their own mm-hmm. children to do the same. So that's a gift. It's a challenge. It's a responsibility. One we um, we work toward with sobriety and with joy. So Lord, I thank you for that. Thank you for the, the mothers and the fathers um, who are with us, watching, listening. Mm-hmm. I pray that you would um, guide them lovingly with joy mm-hmm. um, and convict them where, where conviction is necessary. We're open to that. We want you to correct us, our loving Father. Mm-hmm. So Lord, correct our hearts, um, correct our attitudes, and lead us and let us um, follow you faithfully. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, friends, this is longer than I thought it was going to be. That's okay. Get, get talking. You made it through without, hard to... without extra coffee. <laughs> Good job. All right, this episode of Fierce Parenting is... In the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.